Keep your radio dial right here. You're locked into the hottest news station on the planet. Hot 702.5 in FM Sound. Hi. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? All your favorite artists. Check it out. Say my name. DJ Khaled. This is Mila J. Bruno Mars. On Hot 702.5FM.com. We're live? Yeah. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is the Las Vegas Crime Report. I am Mary Beth. And I'm Coach Carter. Boom. There we go. All right. This is, I believe, 11. Episode 11. Las Vegas Crime Report. So we got some really interesting stories today locally and uh, nationally. Um, Let's get into our Las Vegas stories of the week. All right. I'll go first. Let me see if I can pull mine up. Give me one second, people. All right. Um, So according to Fox 5, social media messages linked Amanda the Henderson woman's disappearance, um, according to court records. So hundreds of emails and social media messages led detectives uh, connecting boyfriend to his girlfriend's disappearance, according to the court documents. Uh, Philip O'Reilly was indicted by Clark County Grand Jury for the disappearance of 35-year-old Sherilyn Birdall. Birdall was last seen late July of 2020 and was reported missing to the Henderson police in September. Um, So, yeah, so y'all be careful what you send out there. I don't care if you think it's deleted or not. Once you hit that delete button, it's still in your phone and in the master memory. So. Yeah, you have to pretty much hard wipe your phone just to get rid of a lot of this information these days. You actually have to have a tech come in and do it because even if you master reset, mm-hmm. it's still in the background, mm-hmm. which is what most people don't realize. And if you don't think that Facebook and Instagram and everybody doesn't keep a a hard copy of every keystroke that you've ever sent out, you're highly mistaken. So... Even if you delete it, it's still on their hard drive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he was one of our smart Las Vegas criminals. Um, but it looks like they went through Facebook messages and emails, and now he's in jail. Yeah, really sad story. Um, really seemed like a, I don't know if he was a psychopath, but... You know, what the kids stated, they, um, how um, when the mom and, and him got into an argument, how, you know, he would abuse the mom. Yeah, he didn't seem like, I mean, he's not much of a loss to society, sadly. So, I'm glad that he's behind bars. Um, so, we posted on our social media that there were some remains found um, in Las Vegas, and it looks like the coroner did go ahead, and they were able to identify those. Um, again, this is from Fox 5. Um, the human remains... Um, sorry, guys. The human remains were found in a West Valley trash can on Saturday night, according to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police. Um, they were called on September 4th, and the remains were found um, on Arville near Charleston, which if you guys know anything about this city, those aren't, that's not a good cross street to be on anyways. 
Um, homicide detectives were called to the scene to investigate, and they later on found out that it was Bernard Rebeldo, I believe is how you say it, 46 from Las Vegas. It says the cause of the manner of death is still pending, um, and as of Sunday, there's no suspects or motive. With a case where you have to start with identifying, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, at least they found that out, because without that, that's the hardest thing, I think, to even figure out what happened but hopefully since that is a pretty heavy trafficked area hopefully there's something on some camera that was caught so we'll they see. say how they identified it was it through dental records or just uh, uh, dna or no blah 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 let's see Mm-mm. no it just says that they were able to identify him okay so maybe someone came forward mm-hmm. or there was just I don't, I don't know. It says remains, so uh, that's pretty open because mm-hmm. it could be just an arm. It could be just a jaw. It could be a whole body. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they usually, when it's a full body, they say body found. When they say remains, generally that means that it was a few pieces or the, the person was in, sadly in pieces. So Yeah, I think um, when it comes to identifying victims, um, tattoos are becoming really huge in identifying people. Oh, so yeah. If you have a unique tattoo. Um, L.A.'s been using people, those for years. Yeah, people know. Uh, they know you for a certain tattoo. It's kind of easy to identify you. but Yeah, that's how, co- and like in L.A., that's how cops uh, keep track of gang members. They don't really um, have to worry about keeping track of what you look like. Your tattoos are so identifiable. identifiable. And then you have some of the people that... Um, have actually been caught by their tattoo because their tattoo actually had the full crime scene. Like, full crime scene. Dead body, the whole, like, market was in the back. It was crazy, but it was literally just a mural of the crime he had committed with a dead body and everything. Mm. So, (sighs) y'all just stop making stupid decisions Mm. (laughs) and committing crimes right after. All right, so the last... Um, one I got for you, I thought it was funny because I've worked in um, retail forever, so I just wanted to be able to blast these people for once. Mm. Um, is that is that me or you? No, that's definitely me. Okay, <laughs> my daughter was messaging me. I thought I turned it off. Um, we always have phone issues. I don't know what I'm it is. Sorry, I need the mute. That was, my yeah. phone can be silent for hours, <laughs> like hours, no, no, nothing. And then all of a sudden I get here and like, it's the same people every time. And I'm like, how do you like, do you know to interrupt me right now? Um, so Las, Pe- uh, Las Vegas Metro is looking for two people who stole merchandise from two different stores. Um, it says that on multiple days, a man and woman entered two different Las Vegas businesses, stole high value merchandise without paying the male suspect is described as a black man, 45 to 55 year old, 5'10 and 190 to 220 pounds. The female suspect is a white woman, 45 to 50, 5'1 to 5'3, weighing 110 pounds. Um, if anyone has any information, you're urged to call the commercial robbery section. And we'll have that information up on social media later with their pictures as well. But um, I don't know if it's a thing everywhere. But here in Vegas, it's a thing. And I don't call them, I don't say that they're stealing things. I always say that they're borrowing. Mm-hmm. Because people out here, they, they've made it a job out of 
um, stealing and then taking it back to the store to get the money. And what they'll do is they'll grab a receipt that you drop in the parking lot and they'll go steal those mm -hmm. items. Mm -hmm. And then they'll take your receipt and go get your cash back. That's the new thing. Oh, that's been a thing for, man, for years. Okay. Like, they have ledgers of, like, what items we have, what we have a receipt for. We've caught, like, we found them before at the, one of those places that I worked at. But, yeah, there's career criminals that, like, this is what they do. They steal from, like, Walmarts and Targets and stuff like that to the point where they've been banned from returning stuff. Yeah, I heard that um, people dumpster dive and they find it remnants of information uh receipts um yeah that's why a lot of stores have the policy i guess to shred that information but people just you know we just crumble it up and throw it in the trash mm -hmm. somebody can go in your trash and take it out and use it i used to mess whenever i worked um doing returns i would um if like you had a credit card information on there i would automatically send the information like the money back to your card and mm -hmm. they would they would just get so upset but i was like it's not your money. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know this isn't your card. Like, you were here yesterday. Right. And so I would just send it back. So if you've ever gotten a random $5 back on your card and you live here in Vegas, it's because someone returned your crap. And the only way it could be returned was back to your credit card. Mm. So don't drop your receipts, guys. So let's go on to a story from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, FBI is searching for a fugitive known to visit Las Vegas. Um, the fugitive name is Mally Monty Evans, 34, and is wanted on sex trafficking charges out of New Jersey, according to the poster on the FBI's website. Evans is suspected of running a multi-state operation using um, force and fraud and, and trafficking victims from the purpose of prostitution. Officials says he is known to visit Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, and Las Vegas, and should be considered armed and dangerous. He was last seen in the Los Angeles area. Uh, if anyone know any information regarding this fugitive uh, FBI hotline, we'll post that on our um, social media pages, the Las Vegas Crime Report later on. Yeah. So. That's. And those are all the hot. I mean, the sex trafficking hotspots, but also the um, the like prostitution hotspots. All those cities you named. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's becoming a, a huge thing right now uh, with the sex trafficking and um, especially with younger kids right now. So if this guy is out here mm -hmm. sex trafficking younger kids, we definitely need to get him off the street ASAP. Yeah. Uh, anybody. Well, yeah, anybody, as, anybody but, but especially kids. Y'all know what we mean. Right. Um. So another story, um, Las Vegas locals, you may know this producer, um, Molly Mall, um, based out of Las Vegas. Um, if, if you're from here, you've been hearing his name in the media for years. Um, he turns himself in and uh, the request to postpone prison sentence was denied this week. Uh, after trying to postpone his prison sentence, Molly Mall turns himself in. After previously making a request to postpone his 33-month prison sentence, producer Molly Mall has turned himself in to the feds to serve his time. It was last month that Mall cited a pending biopsy in order to determine if a mass on his thigh uh, was cancerous or not. Uh, according to the judge, his team failed to outline why Molly 
couldn't get the biopsy completed with, with the Prison Health Service Division. In response to Molly's initial request, the judge presiding over his case stated that he should, um, that uh, she would no longer entertain any further meritless delay and tactics. Uh, uh, Molly Mall's attorney, Steve Shadow, um, stated that uh, Molly did plead guilty and been running into a legal prostitution service for over a decade through Clark County, Nevada. Uh, Molly Mall over the last several years has dedicated his life to music and helping people, Shadow said. He was fully recognized for his um, era and in ways and gone out of his way to try to amend. He intends to take full advantage of each and every program offered in the Federal Bureau of Prison. So, yeah, if you know anything about Molly Mall, he's been on Love and Hip Hop. He's been uh, a super producer for a lot of artists. Uh, Lil Wayne, Drake, you name it, Tiger over the years, um, but has been running a prostitution ring uh, throughout Clark County that for so years. Crazy. So, Why do successful people do dumb things? I don't understand I always it. heard about I'm, Molly Mall, even before he was a, I mean, I guess the higher up in the industry you are, the, the more you start hearing about these people who have certain things they can offer you. Especially coming to Las Vegas, everybody want to have a good time when they come to Vegas. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard of tra like traveling strippers and stuff. They go to all the hot spots and stuff like that. But I mean, you have to do so. I'll give it to you. When you're down in the bottom, there are certain things that I'm not excusing it, but you maybe have to do to survive, right? Right. But once you get to the point where you don't have to do that to survive, why not stop it? Why not just quit? You're jeopardizing what's making you the big money <coughs> for the stuff that gives you the thrill of the little money. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I mean, that's what it has to be. It has to be the, the fact that you're, it's like a, a thrill or you're getting away with something. Cause if it's not, then like, why? I don't get it. Yeah. Off the subject, um, really, uh, something stupid that happened this week with Clarence Portis when he was pretty much indicted for a fraud um, situation. He, you're an NFL player, and you're making all this money. Right. And, you know, you commit this crime um, doing fraud, and you only got 40000 out of it. It's just like, why? Yeah. You know? Like, you, on Saturday or Sunday, you're going to get more for throwing or catching that football. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I see there's so many success stories and they go down, like I've been watching Love and Hip Hop, I've never watched it before. Mm -hmm. And so I just started watching it and I just like, every five episodes there's someone who's going to jail and I'm just like, but why? Mm -hmm. Like you're in a position where so many people want to be and you're doing nothing with it. You're and doing the stupid stuff behind it still. So I don't know. So if you um, tuned in to our episode last week where we talked about the murder of Tupac, you know that this week was the anniversary of his death. Um, Hip Hop DX released an article this week um, entitled Tupac Murder Investigation called A Waste of Time as His 25th Death Anniversary Approaches. Uh, as you know, Tupac was shot in Las Vegas intersection on September the 7th, 1996 and died at UMC of Southern Nevada six days later. The murder remains unsolved despite numerous theories pointing to the late Orlando Anderson as the trigger man. Countless articles and numerous documentaries have explored the topic, but they've never led to his arrest. 
As the 25th anniversary of Tupac death inches closer, the Suns report police intentionally decided not to investigate the murder further, even though Anderson's uncle, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, confessed to being an accomplice in the Compton Street legend um, documentary. A source connected to Las Vegas Metro Police claims that detectives opt not to be questioned, um, not to question him due to his 2018 cancer diagnosis and considered it a waste of time. So they didn't want to question Keefe D about his statement and being an accomplice in the murder um, because of his um, cancer diagnosis in 2008. Keefe D later, um, later died um, because of that. Um, cops believed in criminal case would be tough to justify in terms of the cost of the taxpayers and man hours, given the possibility of Davis' death during prosecution. The source added there is also no guarantee Davis would confirm his book confessions and former police interviews. Um, in 2008 Death Row Chronicles, Davis also claimed he knew who pulled the trigger in Tupac's murder but refused to name the shooter, claiming doing so would violate the code of the streets. Ex-Los Angeles Police Department Detective Greg Caden, who solved Tupac's murder um, over a decade ago, has called for Davis' arrest only to be disappointed time and time again. The case of Tupac's murder remains open and will likely stay um, that way now, the source reportedly said. Davis wrote his book outlining exactly what went down during the murder. So we talked about this a good bit um, last show where Keefe D., um, confessed that his nephew Orlando Anderson was the trigger man in Las Vegas, September the seventh, nineteen ninety-six. Um, it's unallegedly, um, allegedly, um, the truth, but because Keefe D is dead, Orlando Anderson is dead, Tupac is dead. No uh, one can cooperate it. Right. So cooperating the story is pretty hard. And like we said last week, there was no evidence because they trampled through the scene. So, or literally drove over the scene. Or yeah, the it's because was, he's alive. Well, the only evidence <laughs> is Keefe D, you know, confession that Greg Caden um, ended up receiving. Um, but it seemed like Las Vegas Metro didn't want to pursue it. They knew the truth. I think they had some intel on what happened and that it was gang related. Um, but again, trying to say someone did, especially after they did, it's going to be pretty hard, um, to confirm. So I think that they waited till after they were dead to use that as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, cause if they, I think it's enough evidence to make it not, um, inconclusive, but, um, Ten Again. years ago, the two people who you said were dead, obviously, than other than Tupac, they were alive, correct? Well, no, Tupac died six days after. No, no, no. Orlando yeah. Anderson died, uh, I think, a year or two after the, the Tupac shooting. But it was unrelated to Tupac shooting. Right, he right. Got but ten years struggle. ago, when the guy said that he... D was alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, when it alive. when it was solved... There was someone who could corroborate that. Yeah, I think they, you know, they knew it was going to open up a, another can of worms um, with the confession. So let's talk about um, some bloopers before we get into our stories, um, our crime stories of this episode. 
Three arrested in South Carolina for planning to launch drug-filled tennis balls onto a prison ground. So we hear about these type of stories all the time. Um, this story comes out of Seven News, WSPA, um, Chesterfield County, South Carolina. Two men and a woman were arrested for planning to launch tennis balls filled with drugs onto a prison <laughs> ground. In Pageland, the Pageland Police Department says the three suspects were on their way to attempt a crime early Wednesday morning before police attempted to pull them over for an unregistered tag of a vehicle. It's always an unregistered tag, a light, or something. You know. Why uh, do people commit crimes? That's like crime? the luck of the draw. Like when you don't supposed to do something, you like you get pulled over for the stupidest things. Um, that's not stupid. You shouldn't be committing crimes in a car that you know has bad tags. Bad tags. I mean, well, yeah, it's <laughs> stupid for them for them ride around with all these drugs and and a bad tag. The suspects failed to stop for the police, leading to the um, short pursuit. After pulling over, the officers located a launcher with a canister, tennis balls that were cut that contained tobacco and green leafy substance. Um, a fruity pebble TAC ball and open alcoholic beverages containers. I mean, plausible for least trying, but yeah, like Did, you know, somebody snitched on them, right? I was like, just gonna say, do you know how they found out? Like, can you imagine the prison snitch finding out that all of that stuff is about to come in? You oh, know? and you know, like that's the word. Like, oh, just wait till all this till it hit the ground, and then the prison snitch uh, hears about it. Uh, Terrell Freeman, Terrell Jones, and Alexa Stewart were arrested. A total of 96 grams of marijuana and 577 grams of tobacco were seized. Um, yeah, so out of South Carolina. But they, oh, South Carolina. Yeah, not, not <laughs> Vegas, but, we, you know, we got some stuff here too. But. No, but South Carolina, <laughs> they have some funny, um, funny uh, arrests out there. Like. There's I can't think of the city right now, of course, but there's this one city out there. Like everyone who gets arrested, you're just like, dude, are all of you high? Like what in the world? Yeah, Charleston is a a big one of those big cities in South Carolina. Where uh, shout out to Charleston out there. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going. Charlemagne is from Charleston. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can't think of the I can't think of the city, but yeah, they have like the stuff that comes out of there is just crazy. So one more blooper before we get into our stories um, today. Uh, We talk about Florida man, but this is based off Florida woman. Uh, Naked woman drove golf cart through Florida police standoff. Uh, This was not a par for the course. A naked woman allegedly drove a golf cart through the scene of a tense, hour-long standoff between cops and an armed suspect in Florida. Officers were trying to defuse the standoff with an armed teen on Sunday when 28-year-old Jessica Smith allegedly drove through the middle of the crime scene in Dundon, west of Tampa, just after midnight. Smith, who had nothing to do with the standoff, was in her birthday suit and reeked of alcohol when she rode through the law enforcement perimeters, according to the arrest affidavit obtained by the Post. Uh, the woman who lives in Boston, Massachusetts, allegedly drove past multiple marked law enforcement vehicles in the direction of the armed suspect who was um, perched on the roof of his home. After she refused to leave the area, sheriff deputies eventually pulled her from the golf cart and handcuffed her as the standoff with the armed team continued to unfold. So, 
Yeah. So we always hear these crazy stories out of Florida. And she's not even from Florida, but hey, I'm just from was Florida. having a good time down there and decided to just, hey, you know, let me just ride in my birthday suit. And shout out to uh, the, the West Tampa officers who had to apprehend her, I guess. <laughs> she probably was. It wasn't the person you want to see naked. Yeah. No, no. She it wasn't was, that person. I bet it wasn't. That's like when you go to a nude beach, the, all the people that are there are just old grandma looked, and grandpas. She kind of looked like uh, oh, maybe. Heather Tall Chief a little bit from one of our previous stories. But it yeah. could have been a good day. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, um, I don't know. I've been drunk, but I don't. I don't know if I'd ever get to the point where I was so drunk that I was just butt naked driving through. Yeah, I I don't know if I had those moments, but I've I've you know been inebriated enough where I probably blacked out a couple of times. I've never had a blackout moment back in the day. Yeah, I don't like yeah. alcohol that much though. I don't like vodka. The, does it to me when that when if I drink too much? I, that's why I don't like vodka to this day. Like when Ciroc first hit the scene. Yeah. It was just straight vodka, no flavor. Yeah. You drink that bottle, you was going to be out, you know. See, I'm a mixed drink person, and I had a bad experience with Captain Morgan's. Oh, yeah. Um, when I first started drinking, and I think that set the tone for dark liquor. So, I don't touch anything dark liquor. Like, I can just remember the taste and the feeling from 20 years ago, and I'm just good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, when you have a bad experience, you can trying to remember that bad taste yeah you know? captain morgan's and i especially were not for friends. my um enj drinkers i've never i've never done oh. no yes horrible no <laughs> see i'm the i'm the person that like the wine coolers with like three percent mm-hmm. uh two of those and i'm wasted oh yeah, yeah so <laughs> i don't need much so i haven't really ventured out in the alcohol world mm-hmm. all right um, so the first case that we're actually going to talk about, um, I have some little sound bites that we're going to play. Okay. Um, they're actually from the Instagram page um, of Who Killed Josh Dufort. So this is actually the page that um, I believe his family or someone has set up um, just to help because this is still an unsolved case. So I'm going to go ahead and we'll play these really quick and we'll be right back with you. completely the day after josh's body was found on my understanding from josh and i's conversations is that don juan was helping him get health insurance because he didn't have any so your understanding is that josh was tricked completely the day after josh's body was found on this busy road Cops searched Don Juan's house. In this search warrant, it says they seized miscellaneous life insurance paperwork. Back during the initial investigation, Henderson police said Don Juan was in their sights. Don Juan Futrell is still considered our prime suspect in this open case. 
The two insurance companies denied Don Juan's claim for the payout. One company took him to federal court and he countersued. And you won't believe what was revealed in court papers. Josh Jafort and Don Juan are listed as domestic partners, but neither one was in a relationship with the other one, aside from a friendship. Know that there was a life insurance policy taken out on him? No. My understanding from Josh and I's conversations is that Don Juan was helping him get health insurance because he didn't have any. So your understanding is that Josh was tricked? Completely. The day after Josh's body was found on this busy road, cops searched Don Juan's house. In this search warrant, it says they seized miscellaneous life insurance paperwork. Back during the initial investigation, Henderson police said Don Juan was in their sights. Don Juan Futrell is still considered our prime suspect in this open case. The two insurance companies denied Don Juan's claim for the payout. One company took him to believe what was revealed in court papers. New room and he lit it up. He had dreams of being an actor. Hi, my name's Joshua Allen Dufort. It almost felt like he was destined to make something out of himself. But then, the 23-year-old was murdered. I'm just seeing him last night. Like, what the heck happened? The night he died, Josh left some terrified voicemails. There was so much running and heavy breathing. But police had little to go on. Was it a robbery gone bad? Or did Josh get involved with the wrong person? Shocking secrets and a plot to claim millions of dollars. How do you not connect insurance fraud with the murder of my brother? What really happened to Josh Dufort? Kind of person everybody loves. All right, so um, I actually played those backwards, so it's okay. Um, those are um, two of the clips that were on his Instagram. One was from True Crime Daily, and the other one was from a show on um, the ID channel. I don't believe it's stated where. Um, so... So nobody knows what happened to Josh. He was just out jogging one day. and So Josh... Um, he moved here to Vegas. He um, so came out here to be an actor, which I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get I get it that it's closer to Los Angeles, but I believe a lot of people just moved to Los Angeles yeah. to be an and actor. Then, uh, what did they say? What type of movies he was trying now, to act in? Um, they his one of his um, coaches, his acting coach said that he was trying out for he had like some tv shows and some commercial auditions set up um so he came out here he made some friends um he met his girlfriend who we actually heard on the thing shannon um met her they moved in together and he kind of just got acclimated to the city and you know everyone that i've read and i found you know they all had nice things to say about him he didn't have enemies and stuff like that so he did um get into boxing which okay. is where they met dj or don juan um that's where he met him and he was supposed to take him under his wing and become his um coach and basically like teach him the ropes of wrestling and mm -hmm. or boxing and he himself don juan was an actual um boxer mm -hmm. not mainstream guys but like 
he's had some he had some belts and he had some little you know local titles and stuff like that and so he was supposed to take him under his wings and they were talking about starting a t-shirt company selling t-shirts um on the strip so that you know they were just becoming friends and eventually we're going to be business partners and that's what this where he was actually going when he went to jog and so shannon had said that they had got into a little argument and he kind of you know they gave each other a kiss mm. kind of like you know how you, when you're mad but you still want to say goodbye so he gave her a kiss he left he went jogging and um a little while later he had left her three voicemails Um, All kind of saying the same thing, that there was these men who were following him. um, Please come get him now, that he was scared. He didn't know how to get into the gated community that Don Juan had lived in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he, those were the the extent of the messages. And then she said that the, the call just died, like the phone had went dead. And um, she hadn't heard from him and he was actually discovered the next morning um, near Paco, it's not actual Pecos, um, but near Pecos in Eastern, um, in a gated community or outside a gated community on the side of a road, he was found by a jogger. Um, and so it was, it's pretty, it's not, to me, this case is pretty easily to solve. They just don't have any forensic evidence to back it up. I mean, who would, because I was um, Josh uh, Duford. Um, the the insurance policy was huge for just an average 1. person. One point two two of them that yeah. totaled one point seven million, and so Do we know who the benefactor would have been. Don Juan was the benefactor of both of them. Wow! So he signed the actual insurance policy. So he signed that, but um, there. When you do insurance, life insurance, they come out. My mom's came out. They came out to her. They did a whole interview. They had everything signed. Went over everything. Like you have to actually physically talk to a person. It's not like you can just sign someone up and that's it. So yeah, well, people can take insurance policies out on you, right? You have to sign for your own insurance policy. Well, for yours, but people can take a policy out on Well, this was a policy that they had taken out on him and he still had to sign it. And he still had to be interviewed by the the life insurance. So I'm not sure if after a certain age... I mean, being that much, I would think that the, uh, you know, the payment monthly was pretty high. Yeah, so I mean, that could have been it as well because of the amount that was taken. So they said the signature is actually Josh's Um, but the person who's on the recorded line with the insurance company, that's not Josh's voice. And so when in the interrogation, in the deposition, he was actually asked whose voice does he think that it is? And he said, well, it sounds like my brother. Mm. Don Juan had said that. Sound like his brother's voice. Right. So the t-shirt business, um... He was it was Don Juan and Josh together, or was it a collective group of people? As far as I know, it was just him and Josh, Don Juan and Josh. But he was going there that night to talk about starting this business. Listed on the insurance policies was stated that he made $180,000 a year mm. with this t-shirt business that okay. did not exi- 
exist yet because that was the whole point of him going over that night. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend said that year he had made somewhere around 16000 for the whole year. You know, it's crazy that you he got wrapped up in this friendship with Don Juan and then, you know, to get... You have to be close to somebody to talk about taking out an insurance policy on somebody. I understand they was coming together in business, but so, do you think that they had more than it, the friendship going on? No. So it wasn't it wasn't presented, as far as I know, to Josh mm-hmm. as life insurance, uh-huh. which is why I think he was able to get him to sign it because he was helping him box and he was putting himself in danger. He said that he'll help him get health insurance. Mm. So he was under the impression that he was getting health insurance. Mm. Okay. So I think that's how he got his signature on there because he was like, so of course. Maybe, maybe he was co-signing. Maybe Don Juan tricked Josh to think that the health insurance was for his him for boxing. Right. And that Josh it was actually- would be the benefactor instead. Well, he wasn't so life insurance is from every all the videos and stuff that I watched, um, life insurance was never brought up to Josh. Just um health insurance was I think is why Josh was so um it was so easy for him to just go ahead and sign that. I mean, most people aren't gonna look over the fine print of your your health insurance. I mean, I know there's people out there who go in, through every single line, but when you're presented with something from an employer, you're not going to question everything. Mm-hmm. You're going to assume that this is the bulk of the information that I need. And who even knows what he was presented with? He could have had a whole list of health insur- a health insurance packet with the one end page right. that he needed a signature on that had nothing to do with anything else. So. Shannon, uh, is she still in Las Vegas today that we know? I'm not sure if she's still in okay. Las Vegas. Yeah. But she was a Las Vegas local... Um, prior to so right, but who knows? I love to hear her side of the story and what you know she believes. Was uh, she in a true crime daily story? Or? Yeah, that was actually okay. her speaking okay, the whole time. Sound like her, okay. Yeah, so she said that. Um, I mean, everyone believes the same thing that it was Don Juan. They can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have enough evidence to show that he actually did the life insurance scam but they don't have enough forensics as far as um well, him actually committing the murder well he didn't collect off the murder right no the one of the insurance companies actually took him to court and sued him um and he countersued and nothing came of either one of them but yeah they told him Just no the one is tied up in the court uh, yeah lawsuit okay yeah so no he never got anything and i'm I was couldn't find anything on him as to see where the, where he was actually at now if he was still in um, Vegas right. or Henderson actually, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that he would have stuck around. Mm. I don't I don't know if I would, knowing that I'm prime suspect, and I mean well, uh, if he was cleared of, uh, I mean prime suspect doesn't mean he's guilty, so you know. I, I would think leaving town would show that you're guilty versus staying in town. Well, no, because if, I mean, either way, because if they can't, if they've, the cops have already said that they can't bring a case on you, and this isn't a recent case, 
um, the audio that I played was probably was from 17, so that was seven years afterwards. Okay. So we're looking at 11 years. Yeah. Since he's passed. Okay. So I mean, this isn't a recent case, so. It, it's not something that you have to worry about someone knocking on your door about. So maybe he stayed, maybe he didn't. But um, the only thing that I think that is hard is his wording on the phone calls, saying that there was multiple people there. That's how he, the Josh made it sound. Right. He said that there's men following him. He didn't say a specific name, and I think that's what makes it the hardest because he wasn't able to identify the people that he was um that was after him and then with don juan being a boxer you're already around big strong men Mm -hmm. so who knows he could you know he could have got someone to um you know to help him i mean that to me that's what it had to have been he had to have had people that his schedule to know that he was jog i mean it wasn't that long ago we didn't have cell phones so i'm sure he's been in Communicate. Do we know if they pulled the cell phone records from Josh? No. I don't phone? know if they, they pulled it or not. They had the calls from um, that he made, but I don't know if they've actually did that. Okay. But okay. the reason why Don Juan is the prime suspe- suspect is because he was jogging to his house. So Don Juan would have known the route that he took. Yeah, absolutely. And would have been easily been able to set him up. To set him up. Yeah. know that, yeah, the route. Because I'm sure they've taken it together before. Right. Right. Right, yeah, because they're, I mean, they work out together. So that was, that was the ruse, come work out with me. I just, I mean, to me... That just seems, it seems like open and shut. I mean, what? why would you get insurance on a random person? Yeah. I have plenty of friends, I mean, friends that I'm close with, but I'm not a beneficiary on any of their life insurance policies. Yeah, I would think, yeah, family before, like, a friend you just met a couple of years. Yeah, you know? and, I mean, it wasn't It wasn't even him who That's what makes me think, like, it. was it, or that's what made me question uh, where they... Were they just friends? You know, was it where, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Not Deford, but his friend, um, the boxer. Was it where he, you know, maybe liked them? You know, maybe, you know, some people get jealous of what you have and, and where you're trying to accomplish sometimes. Well, I mean, but Don Juan lived in a gated community in Henderson. He already had money. He, yeah, he was in his own right successful. So, I mean, if anything, it would have made sense if Josh would have got a life insurance policy on him. Because mm-hmm. Josh was the one doing bad, not not Don Juan. Right. So. right. At least that's what we think. We don't know for sure. Uh, I mean, his girlfriend said 16000 but... I mean, know. he was an aspiring actor, so... And working at yeah, a... Yeah, we know when you're in the beginning of your acting career, you, you yeah. make pennies. Yeah, so... 16000 is still a lot for being just making pennies, but... 16000 a year? pennies, I guess. Well, I'm just saying, if you're not... He wasn't a big actor. Like, we don't know him for being in anything. But so I'm saying, if he just made that off this acting gigs for the year. No, that was... That was just, um... Because they didn't ever start the t-shirt business, right? No. Right. He was going there that night to talk about it. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. The cops don't have enough evidence, um... 
Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, a on the crime scene. story. Yeah, yeah. So, they said he was beaten and strangled to death, which I guess if they would have had any um, evidence underneath the guy's fingernails or anything like that, that they would have been able to match it by now. Or somebody getting that close to him to, to attack him, you know, without him seeing that. Or maybe he's seen him coming and just, just couldn't. Well, he definitely him saw him coming because yeah. he said that on the, on the um, voicemail. I just, he, I don't think they got close enough for him to fully identify them. Mm-hmm. And um, she said the phone went dead. So it's possible that they just hit him over the head. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's learning to box. So definitely um, he's a strong guy. He can fight. So I've, I feel like that's why they had the three people there in the first place. And they probably had to do a sneak attack and just hit him over the head somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to do this one just because it is a Las Vegas case and it's been so many years. And um, yeah, these are one of the stories. I mean, it seemed like it, it at the time and it was a high profile case or yeah, uh, people had interest of it. Um, and but me, I had never heard about it so. I hadn't either. Like I said, I just went on YouTube and I was like, I want to do something unsolved. Let's find something that's there. And this one was one of the top cases um, from Las Vegas. And um, like I played the clips from Drew Crime Daily and they're a bigger um, podcast news platform, like social media type news platform. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that they had did it and then the ID channel and stuff like that, I was like, this must have definitely got some, some attention in the past. And for it to be such a, a case where it, it's almost like circumstantially obvious. Mm -hmm. um, It's one of those ones that's really frustrating forensically because there's nothing that can tie them and you can't just put a bow on it. Right. And I feel like it's, it's really frustrating. It has to be so bad hard for the family to, I mean, you pretty much know, but you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's too much of a coincidence that someone gets a life insurance policy and you had nothing to do with the fact that the guy mur- was murdered right after. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would want my return on the money. Cause like you said, 1.7 million that has to have like a huge pay like a monthly premium yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's just a lot for somebody who is not nowhere near worth that much exactly yeah. exactly and well that's what i say like the fastest way to get murdered um in america is to get a life insurance policy that you'll almost always end up oh <laughs> that's the beginning of every ID channel. There's always a financial, something financial going on, and then they get a life insurance policy, and then there's this great accident. There was this guy who killed off half of his family. Um, every 10 years he had it, like whenever he was going bankrupt, like he had to go bankrupt, one of his family members had a tragic accident. I don't ever hear anybody um, that has done that and actually was successful and not get, get caught but no. I remember this guy his name was uh, Shakespeare who I know him Shakespeare, no. <laughs> well Shakespeare 
you know, real brief, he was a guy who won the lottery in Florida. He was he was homeless. He won all his money. Yeah. And then the lady took advantage of him and became the beneficiary of the proceeds. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking under the house or that she built. Yep. Or, for, or that he supposedly built or whatever. Yep. Yeah, just crazy. That, man, yeah, that one's really sad. Yeah, she put him under the fresh slab of concrete. Yeah, yeah, so. That that one's sick and twisted, too, because she contacted the family. Like, she had someone call the parents for Christmas, and the mom knew once he didn't contact her for Mother's Day, mm-hmm. like, that was it. Like, he was, something was wrong, and that's when they really started. Yeah, he just really took advantage of his kindness. Because uh, they say he would just give people money. Once he won, he was just giving people money. Like, yep. And uh, she took full advantage of it. And I think, that, like, the story of um, Josh, you know, it seemed like somebody was playing or taking advantage of him. I would love to know the age between uh, Josh and the other guy. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, if he was an older guy over Josh. I don't know if it says um, how old he was. But he, from pictures, Don Juan does not look... Um, that much older than That Josh. much older, no. They look around the same age... Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't actually say how old he was, um, but no, they look around the same age. I don't think. It, I don't believe it was like a um, an issue as to um, like influence or anything like that. I don't right. think he was being influenced. But I do feel like people here in Las Vegas get taken advantage of a lot because this is a transient city and we have so many people who move here by themselves right and so i mean you don't have a a huge net of family like you know if you were to go to texas and i was to come up missing i have a huge net of family they would notice within two hours that i wasn't there right but here you don't have that it's like people who don't communicate every day like if they're not on the phone with you if they're out of sight out of mind so if they don't hear from you for five days it's not a big deal you know not everyone lives here so i think they just like you said it was a crime of opportunity yeah absolutely so and actually i was just looking at the time we might have to save the second story well let's go into it real quick all right let's see what we can get it down all right, so October 26th, um, Sydney was supposed... So this is the story of Sydney Land and Neil Kaufman. Um, so Sydney and her boyfriend had rented a hotel at the Link. They were supposed to go down to the Strip and um, meet their uh, friends down there and have fun. Um, but they never showed... Uh, a neighbor ended up hi guys a neighbor ended up like two days later um, calling 911 and letting them know that they were in the house Um, they were both shot her and him they had um, marks on their knees shoulders forearms lower legs um, they were just pretty beaten. She was found upstairs. He so was found they, downstairs. Were they a couple? They were a couple, yeah. Okay. And this is crazy. So I was listening 
to the first day, right? The day after where they identified the body. It was the sweetest little like, oh, I mean, even him, Neo, uh, because they they portray him really not in a nice way afterwards. And they kind of just chalk her up to being a sex worker and her him his her pimp. Right. That's why I was wondering, were they a couple or... They were a couple, and he... But still, they, she he, just had a profession, and he, he just loved her. He was still... Yeah. yeah, he encouraged her working that way. Right. Um, but, uh, what do you call it? In the beginning, the first news story was, oh, you know, the family identified them. There was a memorial. It's really sweet how everyone's come together, and, you know, they're memorializing this couple and then like a week later once they dived into the story and got the background it was like oh well this thug and this whore were they basically they deserved it and that like that's the spin that open and shut case that's the spin that it took afterwards the first news stories were just like so sweet and endearing and afterwards the media was just like well screw them i mean this is their fault. They live that lifestyle. Right. That's, I mean, that's it. And I, it was really sad because, I mean, I don't care what you do in life. You're still a person. And no one deserves to die before they're supposed to die. Right. And no one should be murdered. I don't care what you do. So I was just really sad at the way that the media took this case. And... Like a lot of cases when people are just in society, yeah. um, like these two, um, they're subject to, you know, what they was doing. But it, it seemed like there was much more than that. Yeah. Know? And um, sad situation where um, there was, wasn't enough work done on solving this case. Yeah. Well, so this one, like the other one, they pretty much, um, so she had a friend named Frankie that she was friends in high school with. And um, she got into the whole sex work, and that's kind of how Sydney had got into it. And so the one of the theories is that um, she was killed. They were killed by Frankie's pimp Mm -hmm. um, because uh, Neo had kind of like got in on. Uh, wanted Frankie to work for them, like have a whole, a a team of three and take him away. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the theories. And I don't know. I just feel like this story hasn't gotten any light shown on it because of who they are. Right. So um, you hear more stories like this on um, future episodes that we have. We have so many cases in Las Vegas like this. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you can catch us each and every day.